Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Budget Review brought to you by KPMG, shaping lasting companies and communities for tomorrow today. You're listening to Primetime on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly with JP Ong and Shazad Haq. Now, 2022 will be a pivotal year as many transform their business and engagement strategies to welcome a post pandemic world. And according to KPMG, as the post pandemic world starts to emerge, Budget 2022 provides opportunities to spur growth and expansion beyond the new normal. To accelerate the transformation of Singapore as a resilient, purpose-driven and growth-oriented economy, KPMG has proposed a 3C framework. I love these. Catching the sun, charting new orbits and strengthening our core. Well, to tell us more and to go through the key elements that we should look out for in tomorrow's budget, we are pleased to be joined now by Mr. Si Weihua, who is the partner for tax at KPMG Singapore. Mr. Si, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show, sir. So let's start oh. off in KPMG's budget proposal. The headline is, is an economic sunrise on the horizon, is it? Definitely. So if we look at the you know, last two years, we have gone through a pandemic. We have suffered the worst GDP contraction on history for Singapore, but we have bounced back very strongly last year, you know, and recorded the best growth in the last 10 years since 2010, right? So that's definitely a sunrise for our economy and everybody loves sunrise because that's the start of a new day with new hopes and new opportunities. And I think for this year's budget, it should be all about ensuring sustainability mm-hmm. and keeping the growth man- momentum that we have built up over the last two years, right? And this would include ensuring business sustainability for our companies, environmental sustainability for the future generation, as well as fiscal sustainability for the country. And that's why at KPMG, we have actually put together a 3C framework on how these objectives can be met and achieved through Budget 2022. You know, it's uh, very, very catchy, these three Cs. Growing up, of course, in Singapore, we all knew about the five Cs in the 80s That's and right. 90s. Mm-hmm. So tell us now about, <laughs> describe in more detail these, these three Cs that KPMG have come up with. Yeah, definitely. And this is not the typical five Cs that we have been talking about. So what we have over here is the three C framework that we have put in place for this year's budget 2022. The first C is catching the sun. And it's about supporting the bold ambition of businesses to transform and grow in line with the principles of environment, social, and governance, which is ESG for short. And Singapore will need to position itself as a global ESG player in this new decade. And the second C is charting new orbits, and it's about reassessing boundaries in terms of supply chain. Over the last two years, we have seen how easily supply chains can be disrupted due to various unforeseen circumstances. So we therefore need to make sure that our businesses are ready to expect the unexpected. And the third C is all about strengthening the core and it's about strengthening support for enterprise expansion and also building up our core capabilities because we need to continue to support our local enterprises, Mm. mature them into unicorns and at the same time strengthen Singapore's position as a global hub. It seems that Singapore needs a dose of vitamin C, for lack of a better term there. Uh, but what advice would you have then for business given these three Cs? And what do you think we can look forward to in the budget, Mr. C? A, a lot of vitamin Cs today. So my advice to them would be that, you know, in this new sunrise, let's be bold and ambitious in charting new territories by leveraging, by leveraging on the strengths that we have. 
And I'm sure the government will be there to ensure the sustainability and growth of Singapore's businesses. And talking about sustainability, I think there's an increasing focus on how the actions of individuals and businesses may have an impact on our environment. And in Budget 2022, we therefore hope that there will be more support for businesses to transform and grow in line with the ESG principles. It's no longer about growing at all costs, but more about how our businesses and our societies can grow in tandem. And that's why it's all about sustainable growth. So just talking about sustainability there, we've got a lot to focus on when it comes to budget. But what do you think the budget needs to get right to make sure that we have sustainable growth going forward? Ooh, right. As I mentioned at the start, I think there are three areas of focus for budget 2022. Mm-hmm. And we must ensure business sustainability for companies, environmental sustainability for our future generation, and fiscal sustainability for the country. And In terms of sustainability, we are seeing a lot of interest among Singapore companies towards ESG initiatives. Mm -hmm. But many of them are actually still at the stage of trying to grapple with the concept and understand whether the push for environmental sustainability is actually in line with their growth agenda to begin with. And again, I think this is where the government can step in to help create an entire ecosystem of businesses that are focused on ensuring environmental sustainability. So, for example, this can start with the setting up of a green financing bank Mm. to stimulate green lending as a start. And the bank can actually be given a mandate to support economic activities which are environmental friendly. So, for example, this may include identifying green projects that promote decarbonisation as well as the transition to green energy, right? And of course, with everyone focusing on being green, there will be a need for independent verification of ESG data and disclosure. This is so as to deter any greenwashing, whereby some companies may try to game the system by providing misleading information about how environmental-friendly their products really are. So I think that's where the check and balances will have to come in. And of course, another key initiative that we have proposed would be that we really like to see the establishment of a green energy investment fund to help drive innovation as well as low-carbon technology adoption. Just take that further on, uh, Mr. C, on this one billion fund. Actually, it's a big, huge one billion fund to drive green innovation. How might this fund be used? Mm. So so actually, there are already some existing funds set aside by the government. Mm. And what we are doing here is to, to call for a consolidation of the fund and then to bring it to the next level. And firstly, the Green Energy Investment Fund could come in the form of a partnership between the government as well as the private sector together with involvement from academic institutions and research agencies. So it will essentially be a platform for all like-minded people and organizations to come together to advance the green agenda. So the fund should be mobilized to drive Singapore towards its net zero carbon emission target in the longer run. For example, the funds could be used to promote innovation in emerging green technologies. And the main objective here is really to ensure sufficient investments available for companies so that they can perform the R&D in green technologies and encourage the adoption. So, and of course, besides focusing on domestic projects, we should also be looking at supporting regional-wide mm-hmm. initiatives to benefit the entire ASEAN region. Budget Review, brought to you by KPMG. Shaping lasting companies and communities for tomorrow, today. 
We're still meeting with C. Weihua, the partner for tax at KPMG Singapore here in Money FM 89.3. Of course, we're doing a preview at least of, of the uh, upcoming budget statement for Singapore. Now, Mr. C, as we look forward to this post-pandemic world, it's not just about sustainability. It's also about maintaining and restoring Singapore's competitiveness. So when I think about Singapore's competitiveness as a country, I think about two things. One, fiscal tools to help boost its competitiveness, but also these new international tax rules. How do these two particular um, factors change or perhaps shape the competitive landscape and the outlook for Singapore moving forward? There has actually been a lot of recent developments on the international tax front. And as you know, there are global tax rules that will be coming in place as early as next year, 2023. Mm -hmm. So of course, some of these rules are still being fine-tuned and we do not know what and how exactly it will pan out because it really depends on the current ongoing consultation process. But of course, we do have an initial idea as to how this might look like. And one of the new rules that we are looking at is the proposed minimum corporate tax rate of 15%, which is actually even which is actually higher than the existing rate enjoyed by a number of multinational companies in Singapore. So therefore, the question here is whether the minimum tax rate will erode the competitiveness of Singapore as a country to attract such foreign direct investments or whether other existing strengths of Singapore, you know, such as having a business-friendly environment, access to ready pool of talent, good infrastructure, will that be sufficient? You know, will this be sufficient to keep Singapore attractive to foreign investments? Mr. C, I've got to ask you, because a question on everybody's mind, <laughs> speaking of tax, is the GST hike that's expected to go ahead as planned in tomorrow's budget. But lots of questions still remain. That's 7 to 9%. Is it going to be gradual? When's it going to start? July this year? Possibly next year? What are your thoughts? What might this look like and what does it mean for businesses? Mm, yeah. Having followed the budget for the last many years, mm-hmm. I think this is really the most tax-focused budget in my recent memory. And that's because of the focus on ensuring fiscal sustainability. Because over the last few years, the government has dipped into a fiscal deficit position because of the ongoing pandemic. And our tax collection has not been sufficient to cover the operating expenses of the government. And this cannot go on forever. So therefore, you know, fiscal sustainability is a key focus in this year's budget. And of course, as a tax professional, it is really exciting time for us. And we are very excited about, you know, tomorrow's announcement. And we do expect measures that will help enhance Singapore's global competitiveness, you know, ensure environmental sustainability in terms of, you know, new measures on carbon tax, perhaps tackle wealth inequality, and at the same time, maintain our fiscal sustainability. Right, and that's where the upcoming increase in GST rate comes into play, and that's definitely the talk of the town right now. And there are many speculations that you know it may happen as quickly as the second half of this year, or maybe um, perhaps the first half of next year. But this is the window of opportunity that we are looking at, given that the economy is recovering very strongly. We do expect that the government will give a few months' notice for businesses to align their operating systems and processes, and there will be a need for businesses, you know, to tweak their enterprise resource planning systems, or even price display, you know, to be inclusive of the new GST rate. So for businesses, I think it will be more of an administrative and compliance process that they will need to manage and go through. And of course, for some businesses, it will be more challenging for them. I mean, just imagine a supermarket that may have to go through to relook at the pricing of all the goods that they have on display. So I just want to bring it back. I know we've GST could dominate the conversation about the budget, but since we've talked so much about the economy, the uh, environment, I want to talk about further tax incentives to nudge businesses into a more sustainable direction. Got to talk about the carbon tax as well, yeah, right? I mean, there's earlier. so yeah. much happening. Right. 
So I, I think in terms of the carbon tax, um, there has been discussions about how it can be so-called, because the existing rate is at mm-hmm. about $5 per tonne. And this is actually lower than the rate that we see in many other countries. Mm. So the government is set on increasing the carbon tax rate for the next few years. And with the increase in higher carbon tax rates, I think the question is, what can we do with this um, revenue collector? And we, we think that the government should consider channeling the additional tax revenues from carbon tax as incentives or subsidies for companies to adopt green technologies. So, you know, when companies try to decarbonize or reduce their carbon footprint, they are expected to face high capital costs in terms of the, having the need to restructure their existing business processes. So therefore, in terms of free tax measures, I think what we can do, you know, in terms of promoting or encouraging businesses to jump onto this bandwagon to be more environmentally friendly and sustainable, I think as a start, we talk about, you know, having setting up green banks. So therefore, we should encourage more green lending and this can be done by providing double tax deductions to the borrowers who incur costs on green loans. And of course, banks which are providing green loans should also be granted concessionary tax rates to encourage such borrowing and lending activities. And secondly, enhanced tax deductions may also be granted for expenditure incurred on green initiatives. So this would then help encourage, say, property owners to make their existing buildings, especially the older ones, make them more energy efficient and companies which are exploring ways to decarbonize should also be incentivized to reconfigure their existing work processes right and thirdly i think what can be done is that green buildings with a lower carbon footprint they can be conferred preferential or concessionary property tax Mm -hmm. rates compared to those which are not green. Well, Mr. C, a lot to cover there on the tax front. We didn't, of course, cover the wealth, potential wealth tax as well. But that's unfortunately all we've got time for. It's been absolutely wonderful having you with us here on the station as well as on Facebook Live. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Mr. C. Wei Hua, partner of, tax partner at KPMG Singapore. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. Budget Review was brought to you by KPMG. Find out what lies ahead for Singapore's economy as we go from pandemic to endemic at kpmg.com.sg slash budget 2022. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.